0: Welcome back to another episode here of All Things Football, episode 20. We got a lot to go over. NFL is finally starting to pick up here. Finally getting to some good stuff. Chase, how are we
1: feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Just got back from my vacation and just living life ready for football season. Yeah, how was Chicago? It was great. It was great. I love
0: it over there. That's good. That's cool. Um, Top Golf was everything you dreamed of?
1: Yeah, it was really fun. Really fun.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, Man, so finally we're starting to get rookies and quarterbacks reporting this week to training camp. We're finally about to get the fun part of kind of the offseason um, going to where it's ramping up here to the preseason. And then obviously the actual league season and training camp is just the beginning of that. So a lot to go over here, a lot of league news, um, a lot of fun stuff to go over here. So let's go ahead and dive on in. This is All Things Football.
1: Gets a block in the backfield. 15, 10, 5, you can
0: right, touchdown. So breaking news actually here, um, coming at you here, and that is the Detroit Lions are trading for New York Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims, And Per Ian Rappaport, it is um a conditional sixth rounder for the Jets seventh rounder in 2025. So um, a trade that's just came off, um, just came across the line here, Chase, real quick, rapid reaction.
1: Yeah, um, it's a win-win for the Lions, right? They have to give up a six, and if Denzel Mims is something, they got a stud. If not, they can just move off him real fast.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, giving, they're not really giving up anything. A conditional six-rounder, it's basically getting him for free. I think it's just insurance, honestly, while Jameson Williams is sitting out for the first six weeks of the season because of the gambling thing. So he's suspended. So this gives them a, a somewhat quality of a player to kind of fill in that gap. Um, and then if he, you know, like you said, doesn't turn out when Jameson Williams gets back, you know, they can just boot him out the door. They didn't really they didn't really waste anything on him. So uh, I think just insurance and depth there for the Lions um, as as the – wide receiver room in, in New York is getting pretty full with all those Packers coming over. <laughs> um, and so they had to get rid of, of someone somewhere. So Denzel, Denzel Mims is the one on the chopping block there. So um, I, I don't mean I don't hate the trade or like the trade necessarily, but I think it's it's depth um, that, that the Lions need. And so they're just taking kind of a flyer on them. So
1: I like the trade. It's a good trade. Yeah, yeah, I liked Denzel Mims a lot in, in the draft. He was one of the high wide receivers I have that year. Hasn't really panned out, so the Jets have to move off of him. Kind of a win win trade, kind of. Yep, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. So we'll see We'll see what happens there. So that's some breaking news there, just came across the wire. Um, so that's cool. I always love when breaking news happens here at um, all things, so, especially because we always record so late. <laughs> so yeah, to yeah. Get, like any actual news this late at night, but, um, but super cool. Um, so some other league news. We've got some some cool unveilings that have happened today, actually. Um, first, let's start off with the Cleveland Browns that have come out with their new white out helmet and jersey combo chase. Your thoughts on this fire
1: look. I love it. I love it. The whole production they did with Dude Wipes, where he's wiping down the teaser video. I thought that was real clever. And then David Njaku in that he's just a massive man, you know, uh, displaying the nice icy whites. I I love it. I love I'm a good I'm a good sucker for uh alternate helmet. It's
0: that that's going to be in the running for best jersey combo in the league. And it's weird yes. saying that about the Browns, because the Browns jerseys actually suck, but the white out part of it with that white helmet so freaking cool i'm loving these alternate helmets that that we're getting um i especially love the all white like that's that's like the Bengals all white super dope this all white though i think is is even better and you see that the Bengals were trying to tro- or the the Bengals were trying to troll the browns about copying them did you see that i
1: uh, know i seen a lot of people pointed out that uh they looked like the niners uniforms
0: Oh, so yeah, but, so because you know the so the Bengals came out with like the all white with like the tiger stripes in the white helmet. Yes, and so they're obviously their division rival so they're trying to throw some shade against the Browns for copying them. um But then the Browns threw it back, and it's like their actual like team social media handle. So it's super oh. funny. But the Browns threw it back. It's like the Bengals literally are a copy of the Browns. Like the Browns were founded first, and then like a family member of the Browns like left and like found the Bengals. So it's like literally the Bengals are a spawn of the Browns and copied their colors. Like it's super funny. You'll have to check it out, but yeah, it's just their the two Twitter handles going back and forth about it, but it was super funny. So, I mean, who, who would have thought that we're, we're going to get in a division rival over, over who had the jerseys first, the, the cool yeah. alternate helmets first, but, um, but yeah, those, those are super sweet. Um, so I really love those a lot. Um, I think they're playing it. Um, they're wearing it for three, um, three games. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like so week two against the Steelers, Monday Night Football. So we're gonna get it like right out of the gate, and then week six with the 49ers and then finishing off in week seventeen versus the Jets. So they're gonna start with it end with it, and hopefully, uh, you know those those are those are fire trees. Those look just yes. those look so clean. So um, when when you look good, you play good. So those those are dope. The all the all whites um, are my favorite color, com- like my favorite jersey combinations, regardless of the team. I prefer those over like the actual, like the full colors. um, Like, you know, like if it's like Chiefs, like red on red, I prefer the all whites or like Bills blue on blue. I prefer the all whites, the, you know, the Packers green on green. I prefer the all whites. I don't know why. I just, I just love the whites with the accent color. I, th- I just like it more. So the the fact that the Browns were doing that with the white helmet
1: fire. love Yeah. It. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. I like the, the white helmet, with the white jerseys and they're just pop. Yeah, those are so freaking cool, dude. Yeah, that looks dope. So um, that'll be fun to watch on a primetime
0: night too as well. Yes. Um, Some other news here. So we've got some, not anything new, but throwback. So we mentioned last week that the Bucks were bringing back their throwback creamsicle jerseys. Well, a couple other teams have hopped on board with their throwbacks. So the Vikings are unveiling their um, throwback uniforms um and then the Seattle Seahawks as well. So first what's your take here on the Vikings throwback jersey?
1: Yeah, they're cool. I mean, I, nothing special, I don't think so. That might be a little biased packer fan talking, but I'm not a it doesn't move the scale for the Vikings ones. I'm I'm with
0: you 100%. Like honestly, like if you wouldn't have told me that that was a throwback jersey, I would not have known. Like yeah. if you're a hardcore a Vikings fan, I'm sure it's really cool and you'd notice it and you are like, "Oh, that's a throwback." But like me just casual like not even viking's name just casual football fan like I, I i don't know that that's a throwback because it looks like the exact same like with these other throwbacks they are like completely different colors right or we'll talk, we'll talk about the seahawks here real quick with the creamsicle like things like that Like they're completely different colors it's so, like clear like oh that's a throwback but it looks like the exact same i think maybe just like the arm sleeves maybe are different like with the accent stripes i'm not for sure but to me it looks like the same jersey so it's hard for me to get excited about the Vikings throwback jersey. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's any bias there at all. I just think the, the okay. throwback jerseys just are not as cool because they look pretty much like their normal jerseys that they have right now.
1: Yeah, the yeah, I agree. Seahawks
0: jerseys, though, on the other hand, <sighs> those are throwback and those are freaking dope. I love those way more than their current jerseys. I wish they would. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. First. Yeah, yeah. that's just a better color. That blue that pops with the lime green, better than that navy and that kind of puke green that they use now. I, I DK and Jackson Smith and the Jigbo just, just streaking down the down field down in those. those. Oh, my
0: um, gosh. And the, the gray helmets, too, with the Seahawks logo. Yeah. The whole thing just looks so much better than what they currently have going on. Um, But it's cool. It's one of those things where, like, you appreciate it more, I think, obviously as a throwback, you appreciate more what you had before because no one was talking about how cool the jerseys were before, Um, you know, until you move off of something now and you can, like, appreciate it back to where it's like, oh, man, those jerseys were actually where it was at. So, yeah um so yeah man so yeah so the Seahawks are so So, so, super cool um some throwbacks and some updated helmets alternative helmets and things like that that are going to make this seating season a little bit more exciting right especially maybe you know for teens, maybe that might not be good they'll at least be fun more fun to watch like for the Browns I'm not too high on the Browns but I think they're going to be a little more fun to watch whenever they're wearing those all white because I'm going to tune in for sure
1: yes especially week two against your
0: Steelers Week two against the Steelers, that's true. It's true. So hopefully the Steelers. I don't really like the Steelers color rush very much. It's kind of bland. So hopefully they yeah. they can get something going there. But it's your black and gold. You feel like you could do something something cool. But honestly, their color rush looks like a high school team to me. Like when they when they do, they're all blacks and they're gold. It looks like a high school team to me. I don't really like yeah. their
1: color rush very much. But let me tell you, as an Iowa Hawkeye fan, you can do some cool things black and gold. You can. You can. As a former Cameron Dragon. You can do some ah. cool things
0: with black and gold. I grew up black. and gold. I believe black and gold, baby. But um, but yeah. So Steelers, yeah, they can they can definitely get on But I think Steelers are more they they care about more important things like winning than they do whatever their fashion statement <laughs> is. So TJ Watts gonna go out there and ball out. He could be in in a freaking pink tutu leotard and he'd still get twenty sacks in season. So um, they they don't really care too much about the jerseys. I respect. No. Them. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, so a question here for you. Should
1: all teams have an alternate helmet? I'm going to say yes. Like even the bad alternate helmets are cool. Like the last year, the Saints did those all black ones. I wasn't a big fan of them, but they just different. It's cool. So let me go with, should they all have a white alternative helmet? I I say go for it. I don't like the league that they, uh, the league rule that says that they can only have one alternate helmet. I think they should you like do a full organ where they do like a full uh, uni, uni change every game. They got the money for it. Yeah, yeah. The Packers just released their. Uh, earnings that the NFL gave them and it was like three three hundred $341 million or something like that. So
0: it's funny that you mentioned it because that's where I was going next, actually. Okay. Um, here, so we can go right on into that. So um, exactly what you're saying. So they received $374.4 oh, million dollars in national revenue from the NFL. So if you multiply that by 32, right? So all 32 teams, that means $11.98 billion dollars in total the NFL distributed to their teams which is up from 11.1 billion previously so we're almost a full billion dollars more than we were previously Um, obviously we know this because the Packers are publicly owned so they have to release their finances so I'm not for sure if this is exactly what every single team got I'm not for sure if that's how it works if every team gets the same amount I don't know and we won't know um but we can at least have an idea that at least every team's getting at least 374 million dollars um, yeah around there or at least so um that's insane that's an insane, insane. insane amount of money so um but that's that's awesome i love how the revenue is going up it's good for football it's good for us so Absolutely. keep keep going up keep keep going to the games keep buying that 50 dollars beer keep buying those jerseys like keep breaking it up so we can keep football going and um, and, and get those guys going. So so great stuff there. Um, yes. And then finally here, wrapping up some league news, Um, officially um, announced that the Jets are going to be the host for Hard Knocks. So I know we kind of talked about and said other teams that were eligible for it, they were the best team. So I'm happy that they were able to you know, they finally made the decision, right? They're kind of forcing them. I know they said they didn't want to, but I'm glad that that they are. Chase, what are your quick thoughts there on pardon on Cardinals and the
1: Jets. Yeah, I seen I seen that announced, and I seen Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he was pissed that that uh, they were. He's not happy at all. I seen Robert Sala said that they are going to do it a little differently. They don't believe in showing the cu- uh, players getting cut, and the cameras won't have the access that they did in the past. I wonder if that's just because Rodgers doesn't want cameras everywhere. But uh it's kind of hard. You're moving on uh to a Hall of Fame quarterback coming in, you know, with high expectations and then having everything blasted all over the TV. So I understand it, but I'm glad that it's the Jets. I want to see all everything I can about Rogers transition.
0: Yeah, I think um I mean to be honest, I've never seen a single episode of Hard Knocks. I've just I've never had HBO or HBO Max or whatever. It's like I've never I mean, I've never watched so this. I don't yeah. have that. I don't have that channel, right? I'm not going to pay for that channel just to watch the hard knocks. Like, I don't really care that much about training camp um, for it, so I don't really care either way. I'm not gonna, probably going to watch it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I do think there's a little bit kind of that retaliation to where they're like, listen, like we didn't want this. We made it public. We didn't want it. You're sticking with us. You're doing forcing us to do it anyway. So now we're going to change up some things and not give you guys the access that you're used to. As kind of sort of like a retaliation. Honestly, I think that's. That, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they necessarily care about video of players getting cut and things like that. I just think they're trying to make excuses to limit access to, to the cameras. And so kind of give a little bit of a middle finger to the NFL for forcing that on when they very clearly stated that they didn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent.
0: All right. So that kind of wraps up some league news. We wanted to devote a little bit more time though, to a specific piece of league news. Um, And that's going to be that DeAndre Hopkins saga has officially come to the close and he is signed with the Tennessee Titans. And so it's a two-year deal with incentives. Um, So he is getting a two-year $26 million contract that can pay him up to $32 million. And so according to NFL.com, he can earn up to $3 million in bonus money
1: each year. DeAndre Hopkins looking to win a ring? No. If you're DeAndre Hopkins looking to get your bag, yes, absolutely. I don't think the Chiefs or the Bills or even you know I don't know the uh, Eagles he was linked to, they they're not going to pay him 26, you know, with opportunity to get 32. They're not doing that. They don't have the cap to do that, and they don't want to do that. But if he that's what he was looking for, Titans he can go there. And then going into your second question, on the Titans he has all opportunity to do it. He has the ability to be the number one receiver walking in the door. But yeah, I think you got to ask yourself two questions about the, the first, even the first one. Did he make he the right decision? If you're DeAndre old, Hopkins old, looking to win a ring, no. So if you're DeAndre ha- Hopkins looking to get your reason, bag, to, if yes, absolutely. I don't think the Chiefs or the Bills or even the, you know I don't know my, the Eagles he was linked to. They they're not going to pay him twenty six you know, with opportunity to get 32, they're not doing that. that. They don't have the cap to do that, and they don't want to do that. But if he that's what he was looking for, Titans, he can go there. And then going into your second question, on the Titans, he has all opportunity to do it. Season, he has the ability to be the number one receiver walking in the door. It, it's Before DeAndre Hopkins came, do you know who had the most touchdown um, catches yeah. so in so that Tennessee organization? 100%, I think, you know, Mike those Vrabel. I don't think yes, at 12. So, high 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 I mean, it's just it's a no brainer for him to, if he that, wants that to that be the be, true number that's one, that's a good place to go, different. I guess. My, my only um, question out of the whole did, thing is, no where was this money when you traded it into A.J. Brown? You couldn't give A.J. Brown a contract a little bit more expensive than this all. and keep a younger so version so of the, D-Hop? The volume is gonna be like, like, I don't understand. They brought in Julio Jones, the old guy. You've seen how that um, works. They traded away their young guy, drafted another guy that didn't work out too well, rookie season, and then paid another old guy to come in. Like, it's backwards thinking from the Tennessee like, 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 so Titans right now,
0: so they were going to have to pay him, A.J. Brown, a lot more in order to get him to stay, so I'm not on, I, I, I'm not on that train to where that they were, that they should have just kept A.J. Brown if they were going after DeHop, because two things, one, A.J. Brown got way more than that, and two, they didn't know DeAndre Hopkins was going to be traded when they made that. When they made the trade last season, they couldn't have they couldn't have foreseen that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be trade, you know, released not even trade, released from the Cardinals and then be able to sign him. Like you can't foresee things like that. So um, I, I don't think that was a would be a, a, like a inappropriate like argument um, for those for those two reasons.
1: No, okay, yeah, fair, fair point, fair point. I'm just saying they went down this route with route with Julio. And it didn't work out. I would have tried my best to try to keep AJ. I think AJ even said that he was looking to take a little bit of a discount to stay with Tennessee, and they weren't working with him at all. We'll talk about contracts, you know, kind of later. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's good for D Hop, bad for the Titans.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't even think if I remember, right, I don't think they even offered AJ Brown anything. No. If I if I remember right. So, um, listen, do I think D Hop made the right decision? It all comes back down to kind of what we talked about before when we were talking about Odell Beckham Jr. when he was doing it, and when we were talking about DeAndre sure. Hopkins the first time. You, no, yeah, fair, fair point. Fair point. I'm just want... saying
1: they went down this route with route with Julio. So listen, if that's and it he didn't wanted wanted work out, with, I would have tried my best right. to try his, to his, keep his AJ. To I think AJ even said that right. he was looking to the take a little bit of a discount to stay with Tennessee, and they weren't working with him at all. we'll talk about contracts, you know, kind of later. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs I mean, definitely I, do it. I, I think it's um, good for D-Hop, so bad they, for the Titans. He said, okay,
0: I'm going to go to the team that can pay me the most money where I might have. No, I, I think he has a better opportunity to win in Tennessee than he does in New England. Just because obviously the AFC South, I I'm a, a, we're, I think Jaguars are one of the best teams there. But right when you look at the AFC East, right, th- that division is stacked. So something could happen. A fluke could happen. They, you know, The Titans could mess around and somehow win that division. Yeah. You know, they almost won it last year, even going through all their injuries and stuff at quarterback. So they almost made it last year. So they have a team that can that can do it. Um, I don't think Diop is going to be the one that's going to take him over that, though. I don't think that he's going to be the, the, the game changer. Not game changer. He can change a game. I don't think he's going to be like a season changer where he's going to change the trajectory of that team just by being on the team for this season. Um, I I don't, don't, it doesn't make me want to pick them to win the division any more than it did before. And it doesn't make me think they're going to be even better than than they were before just by adding him because of the lack of of efficiency at the the quarterback position. Um, And and so that's where I'm kind of at. So if if he wanted the money, I think obviously, and so then I would say he he made the correct decision. And especially if we're talking about really the only two teams that were interested between the Patriots and the Titans, he made the right decision.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you see the Vegas odds for Tennessee Super Bowl? Uh, didn't move after the odds. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, I don't. I, I I don't know why it would.
1: Yeah. So I most sometimes they they fluctuate with the big names and they come back down once they realize this one didn't even move at all. It's kind of funny. I think I think even uh, Baltimore Baltimore's kind of uh, raised a little when they signed to Odell, and I think right now like Edler time of season uh d hop is better than odell beckham i think oh yeah like odell you know odell had a couple injuries that derailed his career earlier than d hops but it's just funny that ten- i don't see tennessee doing anything yeah yeah did you, see, you see the Vegas it. odds for tennessee super bowl oh, yeah. i'm with you I uh didn't I move after the d hops you haven't
0: seen that go check it out but um um, we have them for yeah. living on a prayer right so
1: i most sometimes they so they it's, fluctuate it's, with the big, big names and they come you know, back you know, down they the once they realize this one didn't even move at all it's kind of funny um, so that I, that think, two, I think i think even uh baltimore is kind of uh, a raised on, a little I when I they signed know. odell and i think right now like at their time of season
0: uh Hop is
1: better than odell beckham i think you know odell you know Odell had a couple injuries that derailed his career earlier right, than DeHops, um, but there it's with just funny that with the Tennessee Ten- I don't but see Tennessee on doing anything. Kind of the the talk, even the if they didn't have recently, D-hop.
0: and that is the Netflix special quarterback um, that they debuted about a week ago. Um, we've now both had the opportunity to watch um, all of it, so kind of wanted to give you our yeah. um, review on it. So um, right, so it follows you know three quarterbacks all of last season. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes. When it got us a glimpse of their day-to-day life, their family life, and obviously what it's like, you know, preparing for a game, um, playing in a game, and, and everything that has to do yeah. with with putting together the whole season. So it's very insightful, Chase. But I want to hear kind of your thoughts and and your opinion on 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 the quarterback show.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Just getting a peek into the NFL curtain that we never get otherwise. I liked the dynamics that the quarterbacks had, right? You had one quarterback that lived in the top with Pat Mahomes, you know, doing everything you can do. And you had that guy that was just trying to get up there, but just kind of fails every year with Kirk Cousins. And you had the guy trying to prove it with Marcus Mariota, right? And he just kind of failed to, and the team kind of fell flat. But I love the dynamics that they switched between in the show. And the uh, audio clips that we got outside of just the interviews, that the uh, quarterbacks did, you know, with uh, uh, Pat Mahomes talking to Jalen Hurts on the Super Bowl stage about buying his family a, a home down there. Yeah, in, I loved it. Uh, Just getting a peek – into the nfl curtain that we never get otherwise i liked the dynamics that the quarterbacks had right you had one quarterback that live in the top with pat mahomes you know doing everything you can do and you had that guy that was just trying to get up there but just kind of fails every year with Kirk cousins then you had the guy trying to prove it with marcus mariota right and he just kind of failed to and the team kind of fell flat but i love the dynamics that they switched between in the show and the uh, audio clips that we got outside of just the interviews that the quarterbacks did, you know, with uh, Pat Mahomes talking to Jalen Hurts on the Super Bowl stage about buying his family a, a home down there in uh, Arizona for the Super Bowl or the. Kirk Cousins yeah, bringing like, his kid uh, into the locker yeah, room so a couple, couple of my here. after so, the comeback. Those off, are just um, just uh things honest, that we I wouldn't really know about outside of the show. I said last week when still, I watched I it, I'd it, give you my but but gauge on I Kirk Cousins. A more was just like and I, like I think I NFL have films. decided um, like, to root a for Kirk Cousins as a was, man, you know, as a person, but not as a quarterback, right? I think I think I'm still going to root against him on Sundays, and then from monday through saturday Kirk cousins really is my guy it was i love seeing him like out there he's just a great human being like, great dad cool. great christian that's what i really just a, really a love good it. guy to that's root for to and, it, and i hope marcus Mariota has success as backup days. quarterback like, too just um, make me love like those guys even more
0: body health like you saw all what Kirk cousins has to go through like that one that dude gets hit more than anybody like that was insane and so like, you know, his, all his ribs were like hurting like every yeah. second of every day. So to see what he went through, like, he has to take the bath, he has to get all these massages and the chiropractor and everything like that. Like, what yeah, they put their body through. It just kind of gives you like, you think, you know, but like, you don't really know. So I really enjoyed that part of it. And like, you looked at like homes, like what he had, to, like he does with this trainer. Um, and like that intense thing going off and. Um, and so that, that was really cool to kind of see the behind the scenes, like day to day. Obviously we don't get that with NFL films because NFL films is strictly just like watching is just the game. Right. So I didn't think that they showed us anything kind of during the game that we, that we hadn't seen before. At least I didn't think. Um, but the outside of stuff that was, um, <laughs> um, what, what I really liked and I also liked when they were kind of go through like what they do with like the cognitive yeah. things, like, or Kirk Cousins does that like cognitive tests or whatever to like strengthen his like his brain and things like that. So that was one of the different things. I wish, I loved when they were talking about when they were watching film when they were breaking down film. I wish we got more of that because I'm a film junkie. Like I love, like I want to know what they think. Like I, I know what, obviously I don't know, I don't know diddly crap, but I know what I see when I look at it um, I lo- I wanna know I wanna get in their head and like what they see when they're looking like when they're when they go up to a line of scrimmage and they're looking at something. Yeah, I wanna know what it is they're looking at, what it is they're looking for and diagnosing like that just fascinates. you I'm know, a film junkie, that's what I want to see. So we got a little bit of that. I wish we could would have got more of that because that part is fascinating to me. Uh I I wish we got more I wish I w- that part specifically, like they teased it, they're like, Oh like my- oh, we're gonna get a hold of it. Oh then yeah. they took it away from. Me. I wish we already got that a little bit more of that. So that's what um I would say my recommendation right yes. for the, it got renewed for another season. So my recommendation would be um, to maybe have more of that, like the film breakdown. Um, that that would be my thing. So I really love the film. That's me. I don't know if anybody else would like that, but have more of the film breakdown where we kind of get in their heads and, and see everything would be my suggestion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I enjoy that too. I think also go more into the personal life. Kind of I like the parts where like uh Kirk Cousins' wife or Pat Mahomes' wife was talking about what, you know, what they're doing as it's as it's showing us, right? Kind of the inside, you know, those quarterbacks are yeah. you know, sometimes too humble to talk about what they what they go through all, every day, right? So they asked the wife and so they told him, you know, Kirk Cousins is hurt and beat up every game and you know, he's limping around the house and he wouldn't say anything about it, but uh, his wife did. I just thought that was interesting. The, the home aspect of what they do outside of the facility was the cool part for me.
0: No, I agree. What did you think about um, cousin? Yeah, yeah that, I, I enjoy that too. To I think to also go
1: overseas. more into the personal life. Kind of, I like the parts where, like, uh, Kirk Cousins' wife or Pat Mahomes' wife was talking about what you know what they're doing as it's as it's showing us, right? Kind of the inside, you know. Those quarterbacks are sometimes too humble to talk about what they what they go through all, every day, right? So they asked the wives, and they told him, you know, Kirk Cousins is hurt and beat up every game, and. He's limping around the house and he wouldn't say anything about it, but uh, his wife did. I just thought that was interesting. The the home aspect of what they do outside of the facility was the cool part for me. I agree. I don't think it's that... I don't think it's that big of a
0: deal. At all. Like, you're not doing anything. Like, just because you're not in the facility, and, like, doing it. Like, it's not like teams are organizing things
1: on Tuesdays. They don't really start until Wednesday. Uh, right? I think it off. was blown so out of proportion kind of on Twitter. I have seen a lot of people um, talking that about that's why he's not I mean, I the not elite quarterback. Like, that's why the Vikings aren't winning anything. I don't think it's like, that big of a deal. These kids. I think um, uh, so her, her he say, like deserves that day, off, he that day off, especially like, how much he beat up and he talked about how important it was that for that his mental health and that. his relationship and all know, that. Like whenever if you having know, that day you know, in there, your, affects him, him that much where he, you know, he's kind of a hurt relationship or wore down mental health. I think it's detrimental to the team. It's important right, to do that.
0: And if it's not there, that's going to be a end up being a frustrating marriage. And it's going to hurt the marriage. It'll hurt the kids. And just so he can, what, go into the facility instead and and, and do stuff with football. So I, I'm i not mad about yeah. it at all. It was a little bit shocking that he took the whole entire day off. I was like, oh, if you're taking the day off or whatever, maybe go at night. Like, do something. But he's like, I take the whole day off. I'm like, okay. And whatever you do, what you have to do. I don't think that's – I wouldn't say that's a difference between, like, him and, like, Mahomes. Like, oh, this is why Mahomes is so great because Mahomes never takes a day off. I don't I – don't, I'm not buying that. I think some people are just they put in a lot of work and they're great, and some people need that day off. Um, and but he's not taking a day off for him. He's I think he's taking a day off for his family, All right. He's understanding the time commitment of everything. Like they live this huge luxurious life, but that doesn't take away from the fundamentals of a family that's quality time together. So I respect the hell out of Kirk Cousins. I mean, that can't be yeah that can't be easy when you're going into a team and going to your coach and say, listen, Tuesdays I'm out of here. I'm not doing I'm not doing it. Like, it takes a lot of courage. And, um, you know, I have to have, you know, strengthen your convictions to do that. So that made, made me respect the hell out of Kirk Cousins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think some of my favorite yeah. aspects were uh, Kirk Cousins on screen with his family or giving us a tour of his house, his trophy room. that's hidden. I thought that was pretty cool. Just Kirk Cousins uh, being a guy instead of just a quarterback that you see on Sunday nights. So I, I, that's. That, again, that was my favorite part, you know. My, I think my favorite part of the whole show was when he went and got his, his son and took him in the locker room to experience that with him, you know, building that, that quality time that, that you know, who knows if every guy gets.
0: No, I, absolutely. That's going to be something, you know, like the kids are, are going to be able to remember and look back on and, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think some of my favorite aspects were uh, Kurt Cousins on screen with his family or giving us a tour of his house, this trophy room that's hidden. I thought that was pretty cool. Just Kurt Cousins uh, being a guy instead of just uh quarterback that you see on Sunday. Nights. So I, I, that's that again, that was my favorite part. You know, my, I think my favorite part of the whole show was when he went and got his, his son and took him in the locker room to experience that with him, you know, building that, that quality time that, that, you know, who knows if every guy gets Yes. Oh. <laughs> Okay,
0: Okay. um, so like with, with, with Kirk cousins, just like riddling in pain, uh, right. Um, and so, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what, uh, what I liked is a greater appreciation for what those guys go through in a season. Um, and so maybe respect them all, all, you know, a lot more for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I thought it was a really good show. I liked it a lot. I, I do wish they would have gave us a little bit more, maybe off the field stuff, you know, in breaking down film, you know, we watched the games, you know, people that are watching that watched the games of these players. We didn't need so much on the field stuff, maybe more off the field how they prepare for the game, their family time. But I thought as a first season, you know, doing it the first time, I thought it was done really well.
0: I agree. So that brings us here to the next question, right? So it's already been confirmed that they're um having another season. So a quarterback is going to be filmed another season. Um oh, real quick, last thing I want to mention, I wish they would have came out with it sooner instead of like here in the middle of July. That seems like super late. Like we're almost done of the off season about to go into the new season. They should have just I feel like they could have released it a little bit sooner. Um yeah. than in the middle of July. That that timing was weird. Um but I agree. I digress. Um so season it has been renewed um for quarterback season 2. Um so which three quarterbacks then do you want to see featured for next season?
1: Yeah, so I followed kind of the same diagram as the other show did, right? The last season did. A superstar, a fringe player that's trying to get up there, and then a guy that's on kind of a prove-it deal. So I went with the prove-it guy, Baker Mayfield. I think that guy's so interesting and just his charisma. And I, lo- I just love Baker. The fringe player, I went with the quarterback of America's team, Dak Prescott, right? Give us a guy that's got that's right there. It just needs to take that next step. Then the superstar, I don't know, he's already on hard knocks, but I'm just a junkie for him. Give me Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I like the I like the I like the Baker Mayfield a lot. So I had I had Baker Mayfield on mine as well. I think that would be fascinating as somebody to like follow around. Like that would be super fun. Um, I just, I love Dr. Yes. Mayfield. His personality, I so that would be super fun. Um, I, 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 didn't follow the model. I just thought of people that I would like, sure. I, I would like to see and it and would be fun. Cause I never would have picked Marcus Mariota. I like, as soon as it came out, obviously we're looking at it in hindsight where we can know like, yes. okay, he had a crappy season. So it's kind of like, obviously they don't know that going into it. Um, and I, I don't even know, like if, you know, if maybe Marcus Mariota was like their second or third choice, right? Maybe they asked somebody else and they declined, so they had to find somebody willing to do it. And, and Mario was like, "Sure, I'll do it." So, I, you know, I don't really know how that worked out if he was their top choice or not. Yeah. yeah um. Yes. But so I, I did Baker Mayfield as well. Um. And then I'd be, I'm, I'd be super curious to look at it from a rookie perspective. Ooh. I don't know if this would be good for them or bad for them, like having to deal with that. But give me Bryce Young. Give me, give me filming Bryce Young, his rookie season, everything that goes into it. How are you acclimating to the league? What's it like going through a whole season, right? As, as a rookie in the NFL, I would just be fascinating to kind of get in there to see. Um, And I think of, of everybody, I think he's somebody mature enough to where he'd be able to handle it. Um, And, and I don't think you would, I don't think you would face him too much. It could be wrong. Um, I don't even know. I wouldn't even say this. It didn't seem to phase any of these players, right? It seemed like yeah. uh, they were just kind of all comfortable with the camera, which is kind of weird because like they were in their home like all the time and like in their car. I, yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know if somebody was in there recording. They had like a camera set up to record them at all times, and they just kind of picked and choose. But whatever it is, um, I would love to see Bryce Young. Um, and then uh, I went with the Mahomes seeing a rivalry, and I said, "Give me some Joe Burrow." um see what it's like for joe burrow um fascinating i love joe burrow a lot he's already trying to copy mahomes you see him he's wearing his headband now wearing the headband now he's already trying to copy mahomes maybe it's the headband that gives mahomes a superpower so he's trying to get it on there um so why not follow after mahomes and be be part of quarterback so um so i think that i think that could be really fun and um but I, i definitely would love to see my, my biggest thing I want is, and like I said, I don't know if it's, it's something that could happen if a team would shut it down and say, no, it's too much distraction, but a rookie quarterback, even if it's not Bryce Young, maybe it's Anthony Richardson, um, maybe it's CJ Stroud. I would love to watch it from looking at, at a rookie. I would love that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, when you just said that, that would be really interesting. It'd be really cool to to do maybe like a Baker Mayfield and then follow around like all three of the Titans quarterbacks that are trying to, you know film all three of them trying to compete with each other and see how they interact with each other, you know, because they're teammates, but yet they're all vying for that one job. That would be pretty interesting with like Will Levis and Tannehill kind of being the feature there and then throwing another guy. But yeah, the rookie aspect would be amazing. I think Baker's got to do it though. I think that's, I mean, his personality's great. His story's crazy going from that number one pick, winning the playoffs, beating the divisional rivals to the fall from grace that Kevin's fancy kind of did him, then to get traded mid season, go to the, that, that, you know, run with the uh, Ra- or, uh, Rams against the Raiders, where he had like two days of practice, just dope. his personality. Like he, I, I just got to see a, a documentary with him in it, man. He's, he's a must watch TV. His personality is just too good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So it'll be interesting
0: to see. I wonder if since now it's like a popular been like popularized, if they'll like announce who that are when they decide who it's gonna be, if they'll announce us and let us know, or if they'll make us wait for it and like, you know, come out with that at the end of the season that say, oh, these were the yeah. three quarterbacks. Would you rather know or be surprised at the end of the season?
1: Uh, you know, I think the surprise was good. I, I agree with you, they need to move it up, maybe like after the draft when it's get that law in the NFL, then drop it, give it hype into training camp. But I, I think it's better to be surprised, right? That way you're not tuning into that game to see how they, did, you know, it's kind of fun watching, you know, I didn't watch a lot of Falcons games last year with Marcus Mariota. So I had zero idea. I mean, I knew how their season played out, but I had zero idea, you know, what he was going through and everything like that. So it's just kind of a, kind of a pleasant surprise to see the, the three people that are repping the quarterbacks, you know, and shout out Pate Manning, right? This is all his production. Omaha productions did it. What an ingenious idea from a guy that just keeps making great moves for the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I'd rather be, I'd rather be surprised. Um, honestly, I'd probably forget about it. Like if they announce these three people are yeah. going to be the quarterbacks, I, I forget about it. To be honest with you, um, but the surprise of it is, is, cool. It's like, oh, dang, we're going to see more about about this. I mean, the problem is, I think we were really spoiled because you know they picked you know Mahomes and he was he won the Super Bowl, so we we're able to see a season literally all the way through. Yes. Um. And so we were kind of spoiled in the aspect. So hopefully they'll they'll pick somebody that c- it could be a Super Bowl contender as well, and maybe we'll get another Super Bowl, a quarterback, you know, in the Super Bowl. Um. But um. Because because that was cool watching it through the whole season yes. come to fruition and see see that whole thing. So I. I so I mean they really nailed it with with, with the home homes yeah. Pick, but
1: yeah, they really I mean, did. But um,
0: hard hard to go wrong there. So hopefully hopefully they're able to nail that again. And um, but I mean I mean obviously they can't really, they can't do Mahomes twice in a row. Right? so yeah no um but um but yeah so yeah so looking forward to season two i'll definitely watch it and hopefully they'll be able to kind of figure out what people like you know get a lot of fan feedback figure out what people and maybe what they didn't care about so much so they can kind of focus more on those aspects there you know in in, in the next season so um definitely a cool thing moving forward honestly it reminded me just like the the all or nothing series except it was this okay. was focused specifically on the player like dude if you watched it like it's the exact same thing. He said, I liked all or nothing. I think my thing is I liked all or nothing better because it was focusing on the entire team. Um, instead of just focusing on the one player, like the one player is cool. Like I liked watching it and everything like that. Like it was cool to see everything there. Um, but I liked it from watching it. Like I said, that's a, a team aspect more. Um, I think that's kind of where I had a disconnect from, even oh, though yeah, I, you. even though I love the quarterback position and obviously it's my favorite quarterback, my favorite player. Um, but, um, Maybe just coming from that, I was say, like, man, I'd like to see more about the team instead of like just the player. But it was it was it was still good. I'm not trying to hate on it. It was still good. I rated it about an eight out of ten. Um yeah. definitely definitely worth watching. And if you're a football fan, you should definitely watch it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Great. let's go ahead and come in with one of our favorite segments that we haven't done in a while. I know. So I wanted to bring it back here. It's been like weeks, bro. I don't know what we've been doing. I don't um, know. but um let's go ahead and bring it back it. I know End Zone. Or no zone. Chase, so I got a couple um here for you today. So first Perfect. off, um this one's gonna this one's gonna be your favorite. So it's it is uh, how do I want to phrase this? It's more weird seeing Rogers wear the number eight than it is seeing him
1: in a Jets jersey. End zone or no zone. End zone. I agree. I agree. I think it would be less weird if he didn't change his number. I don't, I think that's the part that I hate the most is that I'm going to have to watch Rodgers taught out with, I don't even think A, it's a good looking number on a quarterback. Sorry, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson. Like, it's just not appealing. That 12 is perfect. I don't know what, I mean, Joe Namath gave him the rights. No one remembers Joe Namath anyway. He should have wore the twelve.
0: Yeah, I saw so I saw it come across today and I saw that and the first thing I saw was the eight and I like cringed. I was like Yes. Yeah, I was like, man, it's definitely weirder seeing him in a different number than it is a different jersey. Yes. Um, um but I wanted to get your thoughts on it as being, you know, Rogers guy in a Packers. Team, yeah. So let see what your thoughts are there with that. Um, here we go. Okay. Um so Madden ratings came out. Um I don't really care about Madden ratings a lot but something I saw kind of grinded my gears a bit. So I want to present this to you. So Madden ratings should be based on previous season play, not solely based on the
1: career of the player. Absolutely. End zone, 100%. I think I know what you're talking about because I had a problem with it too. Is it our friend, in, or not really friend, but our our uh, defensive tackle in LA? It is 100%. Yes. That's exactly that exactly. is after.
0: wild. I was like,
1: Bro, I just
0: like I it frustrated me so much. Like, bro, how are you gonna give Aaron Donald a ninety nine ranking when he only had five sacks last year? Yes. Yes, like, that that is Yeah. Like if you if you need like and like this isn't like just pick you don't have to have a defensive tackle be be a ninety nine. Get somebody else on the defense at ninety nine. Um uh, but if you wanna I mean if we're looking at he wasn't even like there was like four other defensive tackles that had more sacks in him last year. Um, but just for the just because of the name, who he is, he's getting put as a 99 for the seventh in a row. And he, like I said, it's it's not that like whatever, but it's just kind of it's just kind of lame whenever it, you know your name and image and likeness is getting you a 99 than what your actual play was. And so they, they needed to fix that for sure. Madden ratings have always been trash, uh, but that was something that I saw that was just it's kind of annoyed the crap out of me.
1: Yes, no, I I have the same stance. I, uh, you know, Madden Reigns or whatever. I like to see how they, you know, how they think they rate people. I, you know, of course they're never going to get everything right compared to whoever's looking at it. But I think that's one that no one looked at and been like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's not a, not a good thing. Especially when Nick Bosa got like a 97, like if you want to give a defensive lineman a 99, it should be the reigning defensive lineman, I would think, but they're going to do whatever they do.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Next one here. Um. So a lot of talks. Some um, Eagles players are still talking. So most recently, Dallas Goddard was talking about the sod father in the field. Um. Uh, so if the field wasn't so slippery in the Super Bowl, the Eagles would have won that.
1: No zone. They're, they're, you're playing on the same turf, man. Like I, I don't understand this at all. The turf that is ran for. No, no, mine says 99% uploading recording. Yeah, I guess if you look, my mine still has that little red dot. Yours does not. <laughs> I know, I feel bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, so um, if the field wasn't so slippery in the Super Bowl, Eagles would have won that game.
1: And or er, no zone, no zone. They playing on the same field. The Eagles are slipping. That means the Chiefs are slipping. We even seen it. Travis Kelsey's touchdown ch- catch. I thought he really hurt himself when he went down when he was trying to celebrate. Turns out it was nothing. He was you know they just slipped doing his like stanky leg, or whatever he did. But I don't understand why they keep bringing this up. It, it, it's the same playing field. I don't, it's not like they gave you, you know, that or you at the Chiefs an advantage. It was the same, same thing. The Eagles just didn't come prepared, I guess. I don't, they practice on the field, right? They did their training on the field and whatever before the game, even. So I'm not sure why they keep, it's kind of a sore loser aspect. I don't know. I don't want to call them a sore loser because I like Jalen Hurts. And I mean, I think Nick Sarani, I don't really like him. You know, he was kind of m- mimicking the Chiefs during the Super Bowl. Remember, there's that where Jalen Hurts had to tell him to stop. So I think it's just kind of preached at them that they, you know, the rightful winners, maybe. I, I don't like that argument at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, like you said, it, it, um, they're playing on the same field. So you can obviously say like, you know, their pass rush, you know, being how dominant it was, maybe was affected more than the Chiefs because the Chiefs isn't as dominant, but same feel like you got to live with it, right? Um, But I just, I, I hate it because, yeah, it's a sore loser, like just like one, get over it. And two, it's funny because I respected them so much. Obviously, how it ended with that, it's less controversial now because I think it was a holding, and, and it's been showed repeatedly enough where it was a clear jersey grab and a hold. So I'm not going to say it's controversial, but at the, at the very time of it, before it was released, I thought it was controversial. I was like, I don't, really, I don't know about that. And I respected the heck out of that team, from the coach down to the players for how they handled that. Right after the game, they could they could have immediately said, Oh, the refs botched it this but they handled it with class they handled it with the grace and I thought man okay you know what this is cool but now it's like you know weeks after and like all the glow, it's still months after you're almost like turn the page now and you know yes. Goddard is still is still talking stuff so that's just putting a bad taste in my mouth for some of these eagle players that I, I like I like Dallas Goddard a lot but it's just like yeah. whenever you do stuff like this it's hard for me to to kind of like root for you it's because of how, how you're still talking about it so um, yeah. So just like, you know, move on. Um, yeah. so let's move on to this one. So interceptions are harder to get than sacks end zone or no zone.
1: I'm going to go, I'm going to go end zone. I'm going to say yes. End zone. I think. Uh, actually just getting yourself timed up with that ball that's coming in. You know, you have no idea of where that wide receiver is running. I think I don't think either of them are easy to get necessarily. That's why you don't see a, you know, crazy amount of them. But I think Sacks, you know where the quarterback's going to be when he hits the ball, right? You, you've got one objective to rush that quarterback, get the ball. I know you have to worry about the run and all that. But with the cornerback, you have to try to guess the route. You can't get burned deep. You have to know who's covering where, you know, it's not just like you know backyard football where it's one on one, right? Even in man coverage, you got to know if he's crossing the screen here. You got to you know do something different. And I think interceptions are extremely hard to get.
0: Uh, I'm with the um, end zone. So, and we know this because the league leader in interceptions every year is only in single digits. Like the league, the leading league, you know, with Justin Simmons, and there was a couple of them had six interceptions, <laughs> right? That's only six. Whereas you had twenty some sacks, right, from Nick Bosa, so it's way easier to get sacks than it is interceptions for all the reason that you said. I mean, uh, the NFL record is fourteen interceptions in a season, fourteen, which is which is a crazy amount. Um, but obviously, everyone gets sacks way more than that, right? Like if you only had fourteen sacks, you are like, okay, like that's a that's a that's an okay that's an uh, yeah. that's a that's a good season. It's not a bad season. season. It's it's a good yeah. season. Fourteen sacks, okay, that's pretty good. But if you had fourteen interceptions, you are like. Dang, like that's that's like the best season ever. Like you would have to win defensive MVP if you had fourteen if you had fourteen interceptions, and that's just because of how hard it is to get. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interceptions are a mile harder than, than to get sacks for sure.
1: Shout um, out Paul Kraus. I think at fourteen Krause. interception, he had Hawkeye. Ooh, he sure he's Hawkeye. I'm pretty sure he's a Hawkeye.
0: Um, last one for you here. Okay. Travis Kelsey can catch Jerry Rice. To tie the most postseason touchdowns this year. Numbers wise, if in case you don't know, Jerry Rice has 22, Kelsey has 16, so he's only trailing him by six. six. Can he tie it this season? In zone or no zone?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go no zone, and I'm gonna tell you why. I don't think you know he's gonna play. Three potentially three games, right? I'm predicting the Chiefs right now. They've showed us in years past to get the bye bye week, so it takes away a playoff game. He could get a touchdown. Travis Kelsey does a lot of his work in regular season in the end zone. I mean, you know, he's not notorious in the end zone during the postseason. He's kind of uh, he's kind of the guy that gets it at the one yard line, and they do the the routes left and right for him. Right, he got one in the Super Bowl. I think Mahomes threw what five. And he only caught one in the Super Bowl, right? He he had his he has his big games early in the season when they need him to. He's stepping up. He's an elite level receiver, but I don't think he's going to be in enough games to do that. It'd be two a game if he gets the bye by week. I think that's a little much in the postseason when he's going to get double to triple covered in the red zone. He, I mean, he's he's good. He's I mean, he's a touchdown
0: machine. I mean, yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't talking bad about off I know, I know, but i was saying like he doesn't <laughs> go off in the playoffs or something like that. It's like he's got 16 postseason touchdowns. That's more than Gronk. Like yeah. he's only no. four. He's he's ranked four all, so he does work in in, in the postseason as well. But yes. I, I, but is it possible? I want to say I want to say end zone. Anything is possible with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Like it would not shock me if they get two touchdowns, you know, two touchdowns a game um to get up to six where he just goes off and has, you know, four or five. Like obviously that's that's a little bit crazy. But in order to get it, they would have to go to the Super Bowl, um, for sure. Like I don't think he's gonna be able to get it if they don't go to the Super Bowl. Um, but to get six touchdowns in three what is it? Th- three or four games.
1: Four, yeah, potential.
0: Four three or four games, I think I think it's definitely doable. Um he's good for at least one touchdown a game. Um so all he has to do is get two touchdowns and, and two different games on that. So obviously it'd be a stretch, but to go ahead and tie it there, all you need is six touchdowns. Um, especially you never know the chiefs when they get behind Travis Kelsey's is the go-to guy. Um, and so, and so they could like the scoreboard up on anybody. So just, I, I either, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just a fun, you know, thing to talk about. So I'm going to yeah, say, I'm yeah. going to think, I'm going to think it's doable. I think, um, I think if they make the Super Bowl, I'm going to go ahead and say that, that they do it.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I just think Andy Reid gets real cute in the playoffs and uses a lot of different guys scoring a lot of touchdowns instead of like the regular season, it seems to be. That's when Travis – I mean, he. I'm not saying he's bad in the playoffs by any means. He's just not known to be the receiving threat in the end zone that he is through the regular season. I think he only scored one one touchdown in each game that was played this year, so that's three mm-hmm. I could see that doing the same thing you know him still being a elite level tight end in the postseason, just not the receiving threat that he is you know let's say against the raiders you know
0: we okay. had before he goes four. <laughs> so let me so let me ask you this ends or no zone travis kelsey will finish his career with the most postseason receiving touchdowns in the nfl
1: uh end zone on that i i don't i think he's got another three to four years of elite play maybe another five or, you know, four years of elite played, two more years of his little declining play where Mahomes is still making him look really good. So I think, I and I think with Mahomes, they're in the playoffs every year, whether it's the one seed or the seven seed. I don't think if Mahomes stays healthy, which he will, knock on wood, right? He's going to be that quarterback that gets him into the postseason.
0: I, I mean, like he only needs, he only needs seven, right? So if that's yeah. four this year, three next year, Done. Right. That's, yeah. that's totally doable Um, to yes. do. Um, and so um, I, I think for sure, I think Kelsey will, will end this. End his I think he'll end his career having the most receiving touchdowns ever and submit himself as a first ballot hall of famer, even more so than, than he already is. So I'll go. I mean, not even first ballot hall of famer, but best tight end ever. And it's going to be hard to argue that whenever he's got 23 or more postseason touchdowns.
1: Hot take. I think he's the best tight end ever. If he retired today.
0: Oh, cool. let's do it. Not a hot take. I'm with you. Let's do it. Okay.
1: Let's pencil yep. it
0: in. Yeah. But I'm yep. just saying, like that's. I mean, there's there's a debate, right? You can say, okay, you know, it's Gronk. Gronk's got more rings. Sure. You know, Gronk says maybe it's Shannon Sharp. Maybe it's Tony Gonzalez. Like, there's still some sort of kind of like debate. Sure. But in order to put that to bed, to where like no questions at all, like once you re- once even if he ties it, right? Once you tie it, over. But when yeah. you break it, over, over, right? Over. Just, yes. Yes. No. 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 No chance at all. So so that was a fun in zone no zone i, I miss doing that I try to do that more often I do here too. um so it's been it's been a little bit too long uh, let's go ahead and finish out the show here wrap around here with the big the big talk right now obviously the conversation as the franchise tag um deadline has, has passed um is these running backs um the running back value the running back market um three um Biggest running backs here in the NFL, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, and Josh Jacobs were all franchise tag. The only one to sign that Tinder um, was Tony Pollard. Neither of them were able to work out a long-term deal. Um, so, Chase, what are your kind of thoughts here on this running back drama?
1: Yeah, I, it, there, there's a lot to go into this, right? A lot of people, I've seen a lot of people are mad at the organizations for not signing these guys. And I don't understand it. Would you want your guy? You know, go back and look at the last you know Super Bowls. How many of those guys are paying big, big market wide running backs in the Super Bowls? I tell you, the last one that you can make an argument for was in 2014 with Marshawn Lynch. That's nine years ago. It just doesn't happen anymore. Running backs are not the the focal points of the offense that they used to be, and I think that's that that shows. You have Zeke, you have Dalvin Cook, you have Leonard Fournette. I know he's working out with the team right now, but. You have those three still in the market. No one's even touched them yet, right? So why would you want to pay these big-time bats, big-time money? I think that there was a report that Saquon wanted uh, – was only $3 million away from the, the offer based on what he wants, and he's threatening to sit out over $3 million. Like, I know – I think it's a longer, fully guaranteed contract as well, but it's $3 million, right? I, I, I just don't understand the outrage, right? I feel bad for these players, right? They're not getting the bag they used to be franchise tag is the way to go now with running backs and is, is it fair to them I don't know but it's I don't think it's bad on the organization I think it's just a bad deal in general and if you want someone to blame I don't I don't know what you what to do there there's not always someone to blame but I agree with the organizations these running backs their their value I hate that word value because the thing is is it's supply and demand right their value is tainted because there's so many good running backs entering the league every year. There's running backs you can find in the in the fourth, sixth, seventh round that are that are doing really really good jobs where you don't need to sign this elite running back anymore.
0: Yeah, um, we, we kind of talked about this, you know, previously before when it was kind of the whole thing was kind of starting. But when you look at just the, the the I'll use the word value. I don't care about the word value because every position has value, um, and that's how important you are to your team to win. Right? The reason why the quarterbacks are making so much money, you know, $50 million, is because of the value they bring to the organization. If you do not have an elite quarterback, you cannot win. Same thing we've seen the value of the wide receiver market increase because the wide receivers are getting better and better, and they were in a passing league. So the better wide receivers you have, the better, more likely are to win. So their value is greater, and so they're being they're worth more. The running backs. That position is not – you do not need an elite player at the running back position to win a Super Bowl. As you said before, we haven't had that since Marshawn Lynch in 2014. Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs completely just – Pacheco doesn't know it. Maybe he's realizing it now, but he just destroyed his future earnings, and he destroyed all of running backs' future earnings because a seventh-round rookie who started for the Super Bowl made a touchdown in the Super Bowl, on a Super Bowl winning team, and he was a seventh rounder a rookie. So I mean, that just destroys the value of the position where you can go in and you can win the Super Bowl with the seventh round rookie quarter or with the rookie running back. You don't need to pay northwards of $18 million, $15 million, whatever it is for, a, for an elite running back whenever they're not your best chance at success. I mean, you look at what happened with Le'Veon Bell, you look at what happened with Ezekiel, you look at what happened with Todd Gurley, you're devoting mm-hmm. so much money to these positions, and it, it doesn't work out. Either they get injured, either they fall off, you're you're sacrificing percentage of the cap that to go elsewhere to the running back position, and it just cripples the team. I mean... That's what's hurting. That's what's hurting these running backs here right now is one, the fact that Pacheco was able to to do what he did. Um, And two, those previous contracts, right? Those did not work out. Teams learned from that. They're not going to do it again. They're just not going to do it again. And if you're telling me you can't go up and play for $10 million and you want 13, you want 14 or something like that. Like, bro New York Giants if Saquon sits out I'll come be your running back for 10 million dollars I'll do it for 1 million dollars like are you freaking kidding me like it's not like they're being offered pennies like 10 million dollars is still 10 million dollars and like you're willing to sit out you know pull Le'Veon bell and maybe get the bag but derail your career because you sat out you lose all this stuff it's just it doesn't it's the it, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm I'm with you on on the teams. They have to do what's best for their team. It's it's a proven method. You do not need to be an elite. You do not have to have an elite running back to win the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And their teams would be would be foolish to break the bank or pay more than what they think that position is worth. And that's just the fact. That's just the fact. Facts are facts, and and that is what it is.
1: Yep. Yep, I think you, you hit it right on the nail head. I think Le'Veon Bell he tweeted out something about Ant or Bug's Life or some Disney movie that he was talking yeah. about. But I think he ruined it, right? The year he set out, James Conner came in and had a thousand yards. Right? It it was they didn't suffer in the running back department. Of course they didn't win at all, but I don't think they you would add LeVeon to that team. They were not, you know, they weren't my Super Bowl contending anyway. But he came in and had a really good season, got a contract down in a uh, Arizona. I don't know where he is now. I think they moved on still to him. Arizona. I think, Oh, he's still in Arizona. Okay. Good for him. But, uh, it, I mean that, that hurt that, that was the start of this. And I think Todd Gurley is the perfect example, right? Up, up until in the midway of last season, I didn't check it today. I should have midway last season since 2015, you know, who had the most touchdowns in the NFL, Todd Gurley, and he hadn't played for two seasons and he's out of the league and no one wants him. Right. I know he had injury concerns, but it's just th- these guys, there's so much talent coming in, right? The Christian McCaffrey led 49ers. When when their quarterback went down, their hopes went with him. George Kittles talked about this on uh, uh, Big Cats podcast, part of my take, right? When they went down and they seen him come back and he couldn't throw the, they had, they, he said that their hope was crushed. They knew they couldn't win this game when he came back out there and he know he couldn't throw. They have one of the highest paid running backs, you know, one of the, I think he's the best running back in the NFL. A lot of people maybe Nick Chubb or not, but I'm sticking with McCaffrey. And they knew that he couldn't win cuz they didn't have a quarterback. Well, if running back's so important, why couldn't McCaffrey carry you to that game? It, it, it's just it's it's silly that this has become such a a big deal and Odger or Le'Veon Bell also ruined that, you know. It's it's 50 grand a day to sit out in training camp. And that's just training camp. That's not preseasons. That's not season. 50 grand a day sitting out training camp. That's a lot of money they're throwing away to get 3 million more in Saquon's case. And I know Josh Jacobs, I don't think they offered him anything. I think he was out. You know, the rumor is he was outside with Max Crosby waiting for it. But Saquon did get an offer. He got 19 and a half million dollars offered to him. And he wanted 22 and a half and he turned it down. Like three, that, that's what you're turning down. 19 and a half million. You weren't happy with that. Crazy. Dang it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be a nightmare for you to edit. okay okay perfect perfect Okay. After leaving on Bell sat out, they changed the rules where it's now 50 grand to sit out of training camp. That is crazy. 50 grand a day for training camp. So like even Saquon, you know, he's going to say, hey, I don't I don't want. I don't want you to play under that that nineteen and a half million that he was offered for three million more, but he's going to go fifty grand a day sitting out as the fu. He said in a podcast, the fu to the team. Like this is ridiculous. Running backs. I'm sorry, you're not valued in the NFL. Not until the NFL changes, and who knows when it does. But you just have to kind of suck it up or play a different position. You know?
0: Yeah, it's it's tough because the running back is my favorite position. I, I love the running back position. That's the position I started playing whenever I, I first started playing football. So maybe that's why. And I think, I th- I th- so like, like Saquon Barkley, like the game is gonna miss Saquon Barkley if he sits out. So I hope he doesn't um, because he's just so talented. He's so good. He's fun to watch. I'm worried about what's gonna happen though. Um, as this as this trickles down, for, like these college athletes, if they're seeing like, listen, like they're gonna use me for my rookie contract and then I wanna get franchise tagging and done like why are they not going to try to go to a more lucrative position? So how many like really elite running backs are going to try to change to go to wide receiver? And then we're going to get less, maybe we get less talented running backs because of that. I'm not for sure. That's something that I think could potentially happen that I think could be, could be bad for the NFL. I just don't know if there's any way to avoid that because the in I don't. I don't see how the NFL changes. I mean, the NFL constantly changes. I don't see how it changes to where the running back becomes more valuable uh, yeah. in, in this league. I just. I don't. I don't see that happening. And so I just. I think the running back market is going to be stuck here where it's at uh, because if the Giants are breaking the bank for Saquon, like uh, who, who is, are the Browns going to break the bank for Chubb? I maybe. Or are the Falcons going to break the bank for um, Bijan? For Bijan in four years, maybe. Like I, I, I just, I don't know. Like there's only a certain amount of players that I could think of that people would be worth that might consider breaking the bank in order to keep them at the position. So uh, until we see it happen, I just, I, I just, I think the value is going to be at that ten million dollars. I think if you're making ten million dollars as a running back, I think. Uh, pretty much is as, as good as you're going to get.
1: Yeah. 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 The, the, the running back market needs Bijan to be incredibly good and they need him to be incredibly good and healthy for four seasons. If that doesn't happen, the running back market is in trouble because it'll go down even more. It's crazy. It's the only franchise tag that's gotten down in price, right? Everyone else is kind of moving up in the world and running backs are going down and it, it, you know, we've been saying it, you know uh, with the draft stuff, you know, draft a running back late, use him for his rookie contract, draft a running back late, rinse, repeat, right? And yeah, the, the, yeah. the NFL's caught on it, you know, it's a copycat league and they copy what works. Yep.
0: I mean, that's really a draft running back, maybe a franchise tag or my, you're only paying him $10 million. That's nothing. I mean, like, uh, I mean, it's a lot for a player, but it's yes. nothing for a team, like $10 million to a position. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then after that franchise tag, you know, if you decide you want to sign them, if they're willing to take it, if not, they can test their waters. That's the biggest thing, too, is about the I mean, NFL is whenever you become a free agent, like you can see what the market um, is worth, like what you're worth. And you'll find out really quick that you're not worth what you think you are. And like Saquon rolled the dice, right? He did not want to sign the contract, whatever they offer. Like, it's not like the teams aren't offering him anything. They're just not offering yes. what he wants. Right. So it's going to be, it'd be worth more than $10 million. Um, but you know, now he's now he has to play on the $10 million because the, you know, the negotiation period ended. Um, and so he rolled the dice and failed. And so now he's going to have to deal with the consequences. So whether that's play the franchise tag out $10 million, sign a deal next year, or, you know, sit out the season, sign a deal next year. Right. Um, you know, you roll the dice and you, you have to pay the consequences.
1: Yep. Yep. Kind of like the whole thing we talked about with Lamar, right? He went out to the open market, seeing that no one was, you know, he, he got to be able to test that, negotiate, do the, you know, was on the in a, an exclusive franchise tag and he came back to Baltimore said, all right, I'll come back. Right. I, I realized that, 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 you know, no team was going to offer me what I wanted. And, uh, you know, Mixon took pay cuts to stay on the Bengals. Dalvin Cook's still a free agent. Zeke's still a free agent, a Super Bowl winning Leonard Fournette is still a free agent. The running back market is not where you think it is, Saquon. Sorry to tell you.
0: Yep. And so, like, and even like would look at Josh Jacobs, like you can be the lead leader in rushing and nothing happens. You could be, you know, you can be Christian McCaffrey and be the all-time greatest, not all-time greatest, but I think the best running back in the league and we don't have the quarterback, nothing happens. Like the running back position is not going to be the one that gets you over the edge. And today's NFL, it's just not you can't just hand the ball off and expect to win games. You just can't do it. Um and so um what did you think about I guess like they had all gotten together at like a group text to like like Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Saquon, all these guys and they're posting on social media and stuff. They all went really after Matt Miller. Matt Miller had that had that tweet.
1: Um
0: out he's yeah, like kind of basically we you know what we said where you draft your running back, franchise tag him. And the drafts another running back, and they all kind of ganged up on and went after him. But he, the dude was right, and so
1: yes, and know. he stuck to his guns. Yeah, he, you know, he so. said, Hey, I'd love to tell a running back that that's what I believe. I like Matt Miller, I've been following him for a couple of years. I think he's a really good draft expert, really good knower of NFL football. I think it's you know, like Austin Eckler kind of did the same thing, right? He requested a trade, no one bid on it, now he's now he's stuck, right? He, he's you know. They all tried to bet on themselves and this time it didn't work. And now it's kind of the same thing we talked about with the father and the the Eagles, kind of sore losers, right? You bet on yourself, didn't pan out. You got to live with the consequences. Every yep. every action has a consequence. You got you to gotta be willing to live with it. God, we live and live with it. And that's
0: just the way the cookie crumbles as as um, Bruce Almighty Bruce say. Almighty says, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's it, right guys? So, I mean, the market sets what you're worth and you can bet on yourself and you know, more power to you. So hopefully they don't sit out. Hopefully they'll, they'll play on there and then fully bet on yourself, right? Get out there, dominate on the franchise tag and say, listen, this is what I'm worth to the team. Watch me. Um, Right. If Saquon Barkley, if they would have, if they would have went further last year, maybe he's getting what he wants, but they did not Sure. So a lot of different stuff there, but just kind of beating, beating a dead horse now going over this, so I don't want to take up any any more time on that. So, um, Giants, if you're listening, I'll come be your running back for, for the franchise tag. Give me 10 mil. I'll come in and and um and I'll, I got one play in me for sure, 100%. I'll give <laughs> you my all on that one play. What happens after that, I'll know if I'll be able to get back up. Um, but that one play, I got you. I'm your man.
1: That's I promise. Perfect. One play Garrett, let's
0: go. (laughs) Hey, put me on the goal line. I'll just, I'll sell out. I'll I'll give Ah, you everything everything. I have. I will sell my body out for you for $10 million. Bet your biscuits. I'm selling myself out for that. So trust me, I got you guys. I'll put the team on my back. When Saquon doesn't want to do it, I will do it. I will step up. Okay, I'm a team player. He put his
1: team on his back with a broken leg. He put his team on his back.
0: Well, that's it for this episode here. Number 20 crazy. We've been doing it here for almost, what is that? Four months, three months, something crazy. All of it kind of blends together. So um, Chase, love me doing this podcast here with you. A lot of talk about now as training camp goes up. So excited for here, this off season here, starting in August, we are going to start our division breakdown series. Okay. Where we're going to go in depth. All four teams, each division, right? Not just do predictions, but in-depth analysis for each team, how it's going to stack up for the following, and then obviously predictions for how the division is going to finish out. So super excited to bring that content to you guys. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you stick around for more. Uh, Appreciate you guys more than you know. We'll see you next time here on All Things Football. All Things Football.